Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Houck, and today's conversation is with Miss Katie Ann Rutherford. She's an absolutely outstanding woman. And the cool part about Katie is I was watching her YouTube videos, and I was like, oh my goodness. So many things that she was talking about in her YouTube videos. I was like, oh my God, we've got so much in common. We need to sit down. We need to have a conversation. When you're struggling with something or you're going through something, it's so reassuring to have a conversation with somebody who gets it. Have a conversation with somebody that's like, oh my God, I'm not crazy because I'm going through that exactly same thing too and you'll notice that in today's conversation a lot of the things that she's talking about I'm just like hell to the yeah girl I am going through that too or have went through that too and it was just a really powerful conversation about all of the things that both of us have struggled with or things that we've been through and then sharing that information with all of you guys so that you guys can be able to get through those things that maybe you're struggling with as well. So Katie Ann Rutherford is a natural figure pro. She's an elite power lifter and a coach. She strives to bring a message of hope and inspiration to those who have athletic aspirations or simply want to live a healthier lifestyle. It has become her mission to become educated and experienced in science-based training and nutritional methods in order to help others reach their potential. Katie has found her passion in helping others achieve their fitness, health, and lifestyle goals, as well as maintain a faith-centered focus in each endeavor and passion. Katie most recently won the WNBF World Figure title in 2017, in addition to the tall OCB World Figure title. So she is a natural competitor and the world champion. So absolutely amazing. She currently resides in Columbus, Ohio, which isn't too far from where I live. Definitely, yeah, just a few hours, really. So we're both used to the cold climates and we have lots in common. Anyways, let's get into today's conversation. We are gonna be diving all into her competitive journey. We're gonna be talking all about the biggest struggles that she's had to overcome right now. She's currently focused on getting her hormones balanced again. So we have a really great conversation about the dark side of competing. We we talk about maybe some of the pitfalls or the things that people don't realize and how that can have a negative impact on your overall health. We talk about all of the mental hurdles that you have to go through post-show and how that can have an impact on your psyche. And this, yeah, this is a really just honest, open conversation about some things with competing that maybe people aren't aware about. So, hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into it. I won't waste any more of your time blabbering. Let's do it. All right, so Katie, you are just so damn inspirational to me. I oh. love, like, we're both, I'm in, I'm close to Toronto, and then you're, okay. like, Ohio, so we're yeah. very similar in terms of proximity. Yes, yeah, very similar. Actually, I've been to Toronto once, um, and that was back in 2015, I want to say. I loved it, so... I would love to come back. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> you're certainly invited. Yeah, I actually have a friend who's there who used to compete. And so she was like, anytime you want to come up. So maybe that'll be in my future travels this year. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So let's go back a decade, Katie Ann. Where yeah. were you 10 years ago in your journey? 10 years ago, I was 
16 years old. <laughs> so I grew up an athlete all of my life. And I was very just from a young age, always had this desire to compete and perform and just chase after my brothers. So I have two older brothers. And one is two years older than me. And one is 13 years older than me. So a big gap, but um, and he's my full brother. <laughs> but they were both very, very athletic and very involved in athletics. And I always looked up to them so much. I have a really close relationship with my oldest brother. So he actually played tennis in college and then played professionally after college. And then my other brother ran track, actually ended up running in college. So from a young age, I was always like, I want to be active. I want to be athletic too. So it was probably in was in about middle school when I was just like, I was like, I'm actually pretty fast. You know, I had given a little attention to running and track. And so then in high school, I really just zoned, like, I was like, like track, I'm going to be fast. So 10 years ago, I was a track runner and I ran cross country and I actually was one of the top runners in the state of Ohio while I was, yeah, my sophomore year in high school. And then I actually suffered a stress fracture. So that totally derailed my plans to run in college and to be a track runner for, you know, I was like, I'm going to be a track runner. I'm going to run on scholarship. I'm going to do all these things. And I had all these plans in my mind, but that was kind of like, poop. Nope, not not the plans for me when I got a stress fracture. And that kind of took me out of commission for about six months. And then I actually got sick my senior year. And so that took me out for like another three months. So during that time when I was in a boot from my injury, I discovered weightlifting. So that's when I started lifting. And that's when I was like, Oh, I really like lifting. But I still was mentally attached to track and field for that period of time. I was like, I still want to run I still want to, you know, be a track runner in college. So that's kind of where I was 10 years ago. Amazing. And then which one came first in terms of powerlifting and bodybuilding in terms of competing? Yeah. So it was actually bodybuilding. So I, as I mentioned, when I, after I suffered an injury, I found weightlifting and then just through some different, just through my life and through things that ended up happening, I decided not to run in college. And as a result, I went to the closest university to my home, which is Ohio State University. And so I was not planning to go to Ohio State. I always thought I was going to run in college. And so then I started just, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to college. I don't know where God is leading me in my life. I don't know what the heck is going on, but I'm just going to go to Ohio State because it was the closest, it was the cheapest because I got in-state tuition and it has a great business program too. And that's what I knew I wanted to study. And so then I just wanted to be strong and have muscle and have a feminine shape. So I just started following Nicole Wilkins, Aaron Stern. One of my track coaches in middle school was actually an IFBB pro. So she was a figure pro. Crazy, right? So she actually placed, I think, like top 10 in the Olympia and also at the Arnold many times. Her name's Letitia Wilder. You should look her up. She's mm -hmm. Yeah, I know who she is. That's amazing. Oh, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, so she was my track coach. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, Could you tell that she looked different when she was teaching oh. you? You were oh, probably yeah. like, holy like, smokes. I was like, all the girls, well, not all the girls, but a lot of the girls on the track team were like, oh my gosh, she's so muscular. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, I want to look like that. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I was the only one that was like, I'm going to do that someday. And, <laughs> and, you know, that was when I was 13, 14 years old. Um, and I just thought it was absolutely, like, I thought she was like the epitome of just gorgeous 
physique and just discipline and everything. And I was like, I love it. I want to be that. So then in college, I just was like Googling, you know how it is. You just like Google random plans. And so I started bodybuilding because I just liked it. And I liked being in the gym. I liked that split. So the transition into powerlifting happened when I was training under Lane Norton. So he was actually my first, I would say my first good coach. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had some interesting coaching experiences prior to that where I was put on crazy diet and stuff but I won't even get into that but once I found like a science-based coach it was Lane and I had been working or training for a year of several years and he just kind of like he took me on as a client took me under his wing and and just mentored me essentially when I first started getting into bodybuilding and powerlifting and he was like you know what you're really strong you should do powerlifting and I was like okay <laughs> I was like I guess I didn't have any desire to compete at all in powerlifting so then I actually ended up competing in the same year that I did bodybuilding. So it was kind of like a natural, just, it just happened. It wasn't anything that I planned out. I never even thought about powerlifting until he suggested it. And until Mike Zordos, actually, I met him and Ben Escrow. And they're two just masterminds in powerlifting and science-based research information in the, you know, in the fitness world. And so they were like, you should powerlift. And I was like, Okay. (laughs) So I did Mike Zordas's meet. That was actually my first meet I ever did was his meet in Florida. Nice. And then how did the first show go? And how did you get from that first show to now with your most recent season being the world championship or being the world champion? Yeah. So my first show was actually an NPC show. So I did the Kentucky muscle. It was in 2014. So I, and I competed in figure first. So I was lifting heavy and seriously for probably four years prior to that. So it wasn't like I was just like, Oh, I'm going to lift and then do a show. It was like, I knew I wanted to do a show eventually, but you know, it just, I couldn't, I struggled with some eating disorder issues in high school or disordered eating just with like restricting and then overeating and then, you know, just all kinds of things. So I knew I just needed to be consistent. And once I found flexible dieting, once I found like science-based information on diet, I was like, you know what? And that was probably back in like 2011. I was like, I just need to be consistent. I just need to, you know, just work my calories up and be healthy and not be constantly trying to diet. So from 2010 to 2014, I was doing that. And then once I started working with Lane, I was like, you know what? I think it's time. I want to do a cut. So for my first show, we cut in 2014 to the Kentucky Muscle, which was November. And I placed first in my class. And just genetically, I just did really, you know, I just have kind of a figure shape genetically and then also just from those years of hard work and then the next show I actually did was the OCB Midwest States and I won my figure pro card there so that's when I won my natural pro card and then let's see I didn't compete again in a natural federation I competed in NPC I did like two more shows the next year like national shows just to like see how it was and I didn't It was okay, Uh, but I knew I wanted to, like, get back into the natural federations because I just – I'm a natural athlete, and I love the fact that it's drug-tested. Absolutely. (laughs) 
you take a polygraph and nothing, you know, I don't have any sort of, I don't think myself higher because I'm a natural athlete, but just for me personally, it's just like a personal decision. And so for me, I was like, you know what? I don't think I can be as competitive on the NPC stage. So I'm going to go for, you know, my pro season. So I took 2015, 2016 off to focus on powerlifting. And then I was like, I want to do it again. So I started working with Cliff Wilson in 2018, actually like exactly a year ago, or I'm sorry, 2017, exactly a year ago. And we prepped for my first pro season, which is where I won the OCB Yorton Cup for the, the tall title there. And then WMBF world, the figure overall world title. So kind of a little bit of a crazy journey and in, in terms of uh, kind of like how it all happened and how everything worked out. But yeah, so during that time off, I was like very focused on powerlifting um, in 2016. And 2015, 2016, and then the beginning of 2017. Amazing. And that was November or December-ish of 2017 when the World Championships was? Yeah. Yeah. So November in Boston. Boston, Amazing. So about six months ago, and let's just kind of talk about what has happened since for you. So how you've been feeling. I know there's been some health struggles that you've been going through. So let's bring our audience to speed up to speed about how you're feeling. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think it's important to understand with any sort of contest prep that it's not for you don't compete because you want the physique, you compete because you want to compete in the sport. And that being said, even if you are competing because of the sport, you know, for me, I was comfortable at my highest off season weight was like 160 pounds. And I got down to 130 pounds for contest prep. And even at my 160 pounds, like I felt good. I liked my physique. Like I was strong. I was doing really well in powerlifting. I didn't like feel like I needed that you know that stage physique but then it's interesting once you go through the process and you drop let's say 20 30 pounds in the process it's very hard mentally not so much on the way down because you're seeing progress every week you're getting positive feedback you know you're posting pictures you're looking leaner every week and you're like it's going great and for me I'm a much better dieter than I am the post (laughs) so which I think a lot of competitors can relate to because most of us are like type a very structured, planned, you know, we enjoy that. We enjoy that process. So for me, I had a very good prep. I frankly enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I didn't really have many ups and downs, thankfully. And, you know, I was in a very good headspace mentally, but then post-competition, it's been a bit of a challenge from both a mental and a physical perspective. So I think once you get to a contest lean, you know, our bodies are not meant to be sub 10% body fat for females. Even sub 15 is like, not a healthy place to be for females. And for figure, you have to be sub 10 to do well. (laughs) So I was probably 7% body fat or something ridiculous because I had my body fat measured like two months post contest and I was still at like 11%. So I was like crazy, crazy lean. And so from that, you get like it's this new normal because you're at this super lean physique for a couple of months. So coming out of that, you have to like mentally recognize that this is not a place I can stay and I need to get above 15% body fat again to feel good, to have, you know, my hormones regulated because so many things are affected during a contest prep. Your hormones, which affect everything. (laughs) Yes. Your thyroid, estrogen, testosterone, cortisol is elevated constantly because you're constantly in fight or flight mode. So basically you're putting your body under so much stress that 
most women have some sort of hormonal just either flux or issue. And so that's why I definitely am a huge proponent of recovery diet post-show, making sure you're getting back to a healthy level of body fat. But for me, I definitely, as much as I preach it, as much as I say it, I definitely struggled with that mentally, but also physically. So psychologically and also physiologically. So for me, post-contest, you know, I was putting on weight, but putting on weight at a much lower amount of calories than I ever have in the past. And that a lot of that comes from metabolic adaptation, comes from hormonal, just things that I put my that I put my body through for years and years and years. Um, Because I've always just been like, grind, 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 go, 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 go. You know, I've never really taken time, I'd say, off since 2013. Yeah. It's been a long time. So I was gaining weight, but like I still wasn't feeling normal. And so for me, it's been six months and it's been a rough period. So brain fog still, fatigue, just like I've noticed just issues with energy being lower in the morning and the midday and then all of a sudden at like 11 p.m. I have all this energy. So my circadian rhythm was off or is kind of off and I'm currently going through some things to to get that back on track. You know, my cortisol, my level, so I had blood work done and that's something I recommend to all competitors. Get blood work done. Talk to an endo or talk to a medical doctor or talk to someone who gets competing and gets these levels and see what's off. So my TSH was high, my cortisol was high and some other hormones were still off. So, and I had that done about two months ago. And so it's super complicated and you can't self-diagnose really. I mean, a lot of people recover pretty fast and they get their cycle back. So that's another side effect um, for women is a loss of a period. And a lot of times women get it back pretty fast. And it's like, all right, that's a good sign that your body is back to health. Because when you're under so much stress, of course, you're going to lose your menstrual cycle. That's good. Because if you got pregnant while you were stage lean, you would probably die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Your body knows that you know, unless you put on, you know, a bunch of weight and you were then eating in a surplus, but your body knows that you can't sustain a child. So it's going to shut off your, your menstrual cycle. And then that affects so many things. It also affects your basal metabolic rates because having a period requires calories and it just affects everything. So for me, I have always had irregular cycles. So that's another thing I'm like dealing with, dealing with still fatigue, dealing with some hormones being off. So currently I am in kind of that recovery phase still. We want to go into depth because it's kind of like it's there's the mental aspect and there's also the physical aspect too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I do want to shed some light on that. Now, podcast listeners have heard me talk about this recently as well. But guys, it's really just like this mind fuck. You've, you're looking in the mirror. You look freaking fantastic and you yeah. can't see it. And to have that body dysmorphia is just yeah. such a wacky place to be because you can look at like I work with lots of clients and I see lots of women on social media and I'm like, she looks so good. And I'm like, why yeah. can't I see that for myself? I don't understand. <laughs> It. And it's so strange to be in that place because like Katie Ann just said here is you mm-hmm. are preaching it. You're preaching it day in and day out to mm-hmm. your clients that are going through it. And you're trying to say like, yes, body positivity, love yourself, appreciate all the good things about yourself that have nothing to do with your physique. But then we take a step back and we're like, but my athletic identity is wrapped up in my physique. And that's where it's so different than a lot of other sports. It's like when you gain weight, I feel like it's like experiencing an injury. 
right? Like, I feel yeah. like it's like your identity is so wrapped up in it that you like feel a little bit shameful. You feel as though yeah. you have lost a little bit of yourself and you shouldn't right. feel that way. Mm-hmm. But there is still that little bit of your mind playing tricks on you. And oh, yeah. we can either talk about it or we can just right. try to keep suppressing it. And I feel like right. the suppression doesn't help anybody. We do need to just be open and vocal about it, which is why I love that you're here and you're like saying yeah. all of this stuff because until you connect with people that understand it they just keep on being like you look great I'm like thank you like that's very kind of you but like it's nice to connect with somebody that's like okay this is how I'm feeling and then going into that so are you now then decreasing the amount of exercise that you're doing as well to kind of coincide with the rehabilitation and recovery that you're doing? Yes, I am. And just to like reemphasize what you just said, it is, I think it's kind of taboo Mm. in the industry, especially with competitors to talk about that, like post show the mental struggle, because Mm. so many people are like, Oh, gaining weight gains, like, love my thick look. And it's like, most of those girls are not telling the truth. No, they're not. No, they're not. Like, that's not how they actually feel. (laughs) And it's so hard because you go from this normal of contest lean to then not being like on, 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 on. It's like this total like this life shift because you no longer have this huge focus ahead of you, you know, in a contest. But then it's also like you're gaining weight. And and I can I can say that so much because I remember specifically I was in Florida and I remember I was with Paul Ravella, actually. So we were training and I remember I was like, oh, my gosh, my abs feel so fat right now. And and then we got our body fat tested and I was like 11 percent. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like there is, some, you know, and I kept denying it no, like I don't have body dysmorphia. I don't, but it's like, no, you actually do. And so it's so important, especially as a competitor coming out of contest prep to have someone, I think it's really important to have support and also have someone guiding you who knows that you need to gain weight. Because for me, I was kind of like internally, I was like, I know I need to, but I'm like internally fighting it. And then also to recognizing like, are there issues you need to address hormonally? Are there things that are off? So to answer your question, yes. So currently I'm actually working with someone from, so Vince, he's from Nutrition Dynamic. I always want to say that. Yeah, yeah. He was on Emily Duncan's podcast talking all about this stuff. I listened to that episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually working with him and I went to see him and he was like, basically you have been stretching your body out ridiculous, like ridiculous. Cause I'm just like type A, like yeah, go, go, go. Like if I'm not going and pushing super hard, then I feel like oh, I'm a slacker, you know? Right. And yeah. So he's like, you need to, first of all, so this is kind of the protocol I'm on. I won't go into like super detail, but basically reduce I've reduced my lifting to pretty much very minimal. So right now, because you have to realize how taxing lifting is on your body. It's like if you're going in day after day and hammering your body, that's elevating cortisol levels. Your body is in this constant stress state and it's not recovering properly. And it's okay if you're in a healthy state to go into the gym maybe five days per week or, you know, sometimes six and, and do, you know, add in some high intensity interval training. But when you're in a hyper cortisol state or hyper, I don't know what else to call it just basically like you're constantly stressing out your body you need to scale back and reduce and chill and that is super hard for me I am like I would rather be in the gym for four hours a day than, yeah. than not in the 
but it started to become where I would go to the gym and I'd be like, I am just tired. You know, I was having fatigue in the middle of the day, still even 20 pounds over stage weight. So that's why it's so important. Like right now I'm 20 pounds over my lowest weight and it's like, I still do not feel normal. And so it's so important for you to recognize these things and not just ignore them. And so many people, oh, it drives me insane. When, <laughs> when people nowadays are like, grind, no sleep, no this, no, you know, twice a day gym sessions, like tired, just, you know, fight through the fatigue and all this stuff. And I'm like, for what? Like, Mm -hmm. so you can have long-term issues down the road. Like what, what are you trying to prove to people, you know, and you, your identity becomes associated with that, just that mentality of just go, go, go and your physique. And then you get fearful of losing that by reducing things. And so for me, he was like, you need to chill out. So right now I'm just doing like circuit training a few days per week. I'm walking a lot. So I'm still staying active. So I'm walking like twice a day for 30 minutes. And so about an hour a day and then like yoga, stretching, my rehab for my physical therapist. So I'm still doing that. I'm still like staying moving. I'm not just like laying on the couch. And then I've cut caffeine down way, 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 way down. So I cut it out for a few days. And then I'm just having like, like a half a cup to a cup of coffee right now and then reducing it because my cortisol level and caffeine excessive caffeine increases your your fight or flight mode Um, so it's fine in moderation but if you're constantly having caffeine me which I was (laughs) um and I and I knew this was bad but I just you know I just you get in this kind of you feel like an addict almost to like caffeine and just going yeah yeah Yeah. and between like between coffee and pre-workout and like we just get so caught up especially when we're trying to perform at a high level that we kind of just get caught up in the habits that we think we need to do to keep pushing and pushing and pushing right? right 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 so I just was like this is what I have to do and then I was noticing like I'm not like I have to, I feel like I'm dieting in order to maintain weight still. So he's just addressing some of those metabolic hormonal issues with the plan that he's giving me. And we're going to work through it, like with my um, glucose levels and all kinds of things. My insulin sensitivity was just kind of out of whack. And so it just doesn't make sense when you are maintaining weight. Like if you are maintaining weight on way less calories than you were before, and even kind of the reverse diet process where you're working up your calories and you're noticing like, I'm still way below where I used to be. There's something off. And so it's important to recognize that and seek out the professionals that can help you. So for me, you know, I was like, there's just something wrong. Like I need to see, I need to go see Vince. And actually one of my friends told me about him. So, so he's gonna, so we're naturally getting my hormones kind of back in place. And I, you know, last thing I want to do is stress my body out to the point where I have hypothyroidism because my TSH was really was elevated and it's like you can literally cause these things yourself if you're not careful so it's important to recover and you know granted looking back I didn't do it fast enough after my last show and that is why I'm having these issues so hopefully you know sharing this with other people will help them to recognize like this is necessary and it's more than just how I look it's how it's my health for my future you know if you want to mess up your ability to have children in the future like then I guess it's fine to not have a period for the rest of you know what I mean but it's like for me I'm like there's more like I don't I want a family down the road I 
don't want to be this like, you know, just not have a cycle and be all hormonally out of whack for the rest of my life. It's important to think about like, what is the big picture? And are you functioning suboptimally? Because I have been for since my show, I have been like brain fog, kind of like, well, like sometimes I'm crashing, you know, recognizing that and you know, and talking about it and being honest and how difficult it is and evaluate, do you want to do a show? Because there's a lot of things that can affect you that you need to consider. And you also need to make a plan and be, you know, focus on recovery afterwards and not just being like a crazy person for the rest of your life, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of backstory, Katie. And um, I used to compete yeah. way, way back. I guess it'd be like five years ago. And then I didn't have a period for like that period of time because it was just like back to back shows you're young whatever so that was happening and then I worked with somebody to get my period back and then all of a sudden I was pregnant and then so we ended up having my son which is he's the best and it's awesome and he's now two and a half but it's it was one of those things that once it happened I was like okay from this point forward I will never like hormones will always be important and even throughout this entire process of prep it was so important for me like both going through the process and coming out because we're probably gonna want to have more kids and it's something that women they don't think they don't think about they're like oh this is great I don't have a period but that is a big problem that we we do have to address so I love that you're working towards it now versus being like oh I'm just gonna keep on going and competing and competing Exactly, exactly. And I think even non-competition women. So even if you go, there are so many women who deal with these issues who aren't competitors. And so it's not just if you compete, it's if you go on a diet, like if you go on some sort of extreme training program where you're doing cardio every single day, you're lifting every single day, you're doing something insane, most likely your cycle is going to stop. And so it's, it's important to recognize like there's something off, like what am I doing that's off? Is my, you know, are my calories way too low? Is my exercise way too high? How is this balance, you know, what, what's it doing to my to my hormones? What's it doing to my body? Now, you know, of course, there probably is going to be a time if you're competing where you are going to lose your cycle. But it's it's like recognizing that and realizing you need to get it back, not being like, oh, this is great, like ASAP. This is a priority. Let's focus on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it can be so easy to get just like, oh, this is so nice. I don't have to worry about it. Like, no, but there's long term consequences to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I do know that you're really passionate about helping people find their purpose through their fitness journey. So what is what's your purpose? What's your overall like goal in life? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I never anticipated being in this like fitness world. And so for me, I've always struggled with attaching like my identity to either my, you know, my athletic performance, my academic performance in high school and college, you know, my job performance, it's always been like, no, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. But recognizing like, there is nothing that is going to fulfill you for more than like a few days that is here that is like temporary, such as like an achievement or a title, you know, after I won worlds, like, that was great. Like, that was awesome. I love the process I did. I met so many incredible people. But you know, that title was like, okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you win. And then it's like, all right, am I going to go for like two? Am I going to go for three? Like, am I going to keep competing? But 
it's not so much competing for or anything in life, like doing it for the result. It's about, okay, what is my purpose in this season? And for me, I my faith is really important to me. And so I see things that I'm involved with where I touch people as my opportunity to reach others and to make a difference because it's not all about me. And so, which is so difficult in this sport where it's very self-focused. Well, anything, anything in our society is self-focused, to be honest. But it's it's seeing like, how are you making an impact that's greater than just your own personal accomplishments. So the thing that means the most to me is, you know, when I have a client who tells me that I've helped, you know, show them that, you know, that they can find balance in their training and nutrition, that they find purpose in their day-to-day life, they don't feel like bogged down, they don't feel like they're a slave to the scale or slave to exercise or whatever it is. And it's like, that is what makes a difference is changing lives and impacting people, not a number in your bank account, not the material possession you own, not your own physical nature, even though that can be so hard to not let that become like an idol. So anything in our life, which I'm saying this, but at the same time, like I have to work on this every single day, anything in our life that we, you know, put on this pedestal is never going to fulfill us ever that is temporary here. I mean, we can even put like our, like, you know, I said I'm involved in, you know, my church and my faith, but we can even put like volunteering on a pedestal and just being like to try to be known as like this person who does good, you know, anything can become destructive if we allow it to and we allow our perspective to get get warped. And we see that as like the only thing that matters. So for me, I just have to like work every day on giving my giving my purpose, giving my endeavors up to a higher power God <laughs> and and realizing that it's not mine, it's the blessings that I've been given and how am I gonna use these blessings in order to make an impact and make a difference. So for sure, and you never know where life's gonna take you because I was working in corporate finance for a few years and I never thought I'd be here. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now are there daily practices that you do to help you show up as the most authentic version of yourself? Yeah. I think, so for me, essential every day, well, not every day, I try to do it every day, is having some sort of time to either listen to music. So I listen to like worship music, I listen to a sermon, I listen to a podcast, listen to something that gets my mind off myself and doing some sort of activity. So whether it be stretching, whether it be walking, so I reset my mind, I recalibrate my mind. That is so important for me. And just being able to think about, okay, like what, you know, I pray and I'm like, okay, just help me make a difference today. Like, Help me to be a light in someone's life or make a difference and and just realizing like, okay, this, you know, it's not just about my own personal accomplishments. It's like, what is my greater mission for the day? So having that time to spend either meditating, stretching, reading, I'd say every single person needs it. You know, you need some sort of like recalibration of, okay, what's, you know, what's my purpose? How am I going to live this day to the best of my ability? Because not every day is guaranteed. Life is, is just like a blink. So that's that is one one way for me. And that's actually actually started during contest prep. I'd use my cardio, my walking time as just like prayer and like worship and just like thinking about these things and kind of like greater purpose time. So if anyone's in contest prep, I definitely encourage you to like listen to something either, you know, inspirational or educational or, you know, more greater purpose focused while you do cardio because it became like 
such a great part of my day during contest prep for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Now, do you have some places that you might that we could send people in terms of podcasts that you'd like to listen to or like resources that they could go check out to help with that? So as far as like specific things that I listen to, yeah, like thing, I think things that you like. Yeah, so I actually, I love listening to sermons. That's like one of my favorite things. So One Church is actually, so it's One Church Columbus, and that is my church that I go to here in Columbus. And so they have a podcast, they have YouTube videos, and all the sermons are posted there. So if I miss one, I usually go to church every week, but if I miss one, then I listen to that. Also Elevation, it's another church that I listen to a lot. I absolutely love it. So Stephen Furtick, he is the pastor. It's out of North Carolina. And so I I listened to that. I listened to that one already this week. And then sometimes online. So there's a couple different YouTube channels that I like to listen to that one is Ashley Empowers. She's kind of like this relationship expert just to give you like a healthy perspective on relationships, on marriage, on that sort of things, because I still am single. And so I like to have that, you know, going in my mind, because it can be so easy to get totally like the calibration of what a relationship should be in our society is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, what's normal. So she's great. And then, oh gosh, there's a couple other ones that I can't even remember off the top of my head. But then also, I just love listening to Hillsong Worship. I love listening to Elevation Worship, NF. He's a rapper, actually. He's one of my favorites. Cool. <laughs> he has like a greater purpose message. And then Lecrae, yeah. another one of my favorites. So cool. yeah, those are some of my faves. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll put all those in the show notes for people yeah. in case they want to check those out. That's fantastic. So I know that we're on a little bit of a time crunch today. So we have a couple uh, couple final questions here, Katie. Yeah. But perhaps we'll have you back on for another episode. Yeah. But sure. uh, first of all, um, what would you say is like the biggest struggle that you've had to overcome in this entire journey? Mm, Biggest struggle. Oh, man, there's quite a few struggles. (laughs) I'd say probably the struggle of associating your identity with what you do. And that's still something I'm over, you know, I'm overcoming or still something I have to battle daily. But as we discussed, like when I, you know, I won't re-say everything I, everything I said, but when we have something that is so temporary, that is like, can almost become like a prison. So recognizing that greater purpose and focusing on that as opposed to your physique, just your physique, just your, you know, whatever it is, your job, your money, your, you know, this, your that, because it's never going to, fulfill us like fully. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So for me, that is the greatest challenge. And so that kind of goes back into, you know, eating issues that I've had. And it's like, I was turning to food for that comfort, or I was turning to control for that comfort. I was turning to, you know, whatever it may be, work to my physique. So it's like that constant battle to keep that calibrated. Mm -hmm. It's for sure the biggest challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of what it is that you do right now, I believe it's some online coaching and kind yeah. of having a business in that. So why don't you tell people a little more about w- what it is that you do? Yeah, so I currently coach a majority online, but I also do in-person consults here in Columbus, Ohio. And so I coach majority powerlifting, bodybuilding, kind of hybrid programs. My clients range all over. I have competitors, I have physique athletes, I have power, a lot of powerlifters that have done meets, but who also want to keep you know, want to keep physique goals in mind as well and not have just like a pure powerlifting program. And so, so that's, that's the majority of my client base. And I've been doing that since 2000 and. 
15, so about three years. And so, yeah, that, that's my full-time gig, and, nice. and, I, and I love it. Yeah, it, the clients that I have been able to work with have been very just – have some have turned into lifelong friends and just seeing the change that I'm able to make in some of their lives has been has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And where can people find you online? Yeah, so my Facebook is I think it's facebook.com backslash Katie Ann Rutherford. And then my YouTube is under Katie Ann. Instagram is Katie Ann 100. And then my website is powerfitperformance.com. And so that's that's where you can find me. If you want to email me with questions, katieannfit at gmail.com is a good one to, to hit me up on. And so yeah, I love to try to get back to everyone who may have questions or may have, you know, just something on their mind where maybe I can direct them in the right way. So yeah, that's where you can, that's where you can reach me. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And just to wrap up today's episode, guys, we, we always ended in the same way. So Katie Ann, when you pass on, Mm -hmm. how would you like to be remembered at your funeral? Oh gosh. I would definitely like to be known as someone who was kind (laughs) and who was just interested in, in loving others. I think that that is, you know, our greatest purpose here on earth is trying to, you know, and I fall short all the time, but who put the love of others and the love of God before themselves. So for me, you know, it's about trying to live a Christ centered life. That is like my biggest mission. Mm -hmm. It's difficult, but that is what I hope to be a hundred percent remembered for. Mm, amazing amazing well I wish you all the best on your journey towards getting your health back and I'll be following along as you uh, as you do that keep up with the vlogs I love just hearing how you're feeling and what's going on with that so thank you Angela yeah I really appreciate it and I will definitely stay in touch I hope to to share more yeah this new phase of my journey absolutely absolutely well thanks again and have yourself a great day Thank you. You too. Bye, sweetie. Take care. Bye. That's a wrap, guys. Hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Katie Ann. And I just want to reiterate that if you're struggling with any of this, if you're sitting and you're just not feeling like yourself, I want you to reach out to myself or reach out to Katie Ann and we can really link arms and help guide you in the right direction. It can be so strange to not feel like yourself or to just feel like so low energy or just not really be able to explain why you're feeling what you're feeling, but know that you're not alone. Know that we are here to help you, even just to connect with somebody who understands what you are going through, who understands the struggles, understands the mind fucks of coming off of a prep. Please reach out. We are here for you 100%. If we can't help you, we will guide you in the right direction with somebody who can but know that that is exactly what we are here for. You do not need to struggle in silence. Just want to wrap up today's episode by letting you guys know that week from today, I am going to be having my interview with Jonathan Goodman go live. So this man is a master in terms of online marketing. He is fantastic at teaching online personal trainers how to rock their business and really make it grow. So if you are somebody who's either a personal trainer looking to break into the online space or perhaps you already have an online personal training business but you want some tips on how you're going to grow it you are not going to want to miss 
next week's episode. It's going to be going live a week from today. There are so many good, valuable nuggets of information for those that this kind of information is good for. You guys are going to not want to miss that episode. So that one goes live in a week. And other than that, as always, guys, I love, 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 love hearing from you. So if you liked today's episode, please head on over to iTunes, leave an honest review, and and let me know what you think. Or maybe you totally hated this week's episode, or maybe you totally hate the podcast. Maybe you have some feedback. Either way, it is always great to know what you guys think. So head on over to iTunes. Let me know what you're thinking. What are you loving? What are you hating? Always good to hear from you. So that's a wrap for today, guys. I hope to catch you guys next time. And if you haven't checked out this week's YouTube, you're going to want to go check that out ASAP because I make the big announcement on if I'm going to do UFE World Pro Championships, make my pro debut this year or next year. Go check it out. I will put the link in the show notes for that guy and also put the links for all the KDN stuff in the show notes as well so you guys can go check that out. Have a great week. Bye for now. As always, I love you. Catch you next time.